Okay, mamas, ladies. After having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort. And it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the, quote, fits everybody t-shirt bra. And it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, flawless, perfect. You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes, 30A all the way to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows. Skims.com. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I literally just went poof. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> okay, I ready? think I'm ready. Lexi, are you, you hearing this? Hear, you heard it here first. You he just said he's ready to cut his hair. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples and the things they go through. Today, we're going to let you in on something that Sean and I do. It's super special, and um, it's been a while since we've done it, actually. Yeah, we actually did it the other night. And it was the most aggressive one that we've done. What are we talking about? We're talking about (laughs) monthly checkups, okay? But before we get started... Please, if you have not yet, subscribe and rate the show on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you have feedback or show suggestions, yes. go ahead and email couplethingspod, that's P-O-D, at gmail.com. We love reading through your suggestions, uh, the good and the bad, because we yes. get them both. So, without further ado, you said it was our most aggressive session this week. <laughs> we should I'm probably... Not trying to, I'm not trying to have I'm a double entendre. I'm just repeating what you said. So Sean and I have this tradition that we've been doing essentially since we were dating. Yeah, really. Our first one was on the tennis court when I said, yeah, my purpose is not to make you happy. Mm -hmm. And then our next one was in the locker room. And then we still have not clarified what we're talking about. Our next one was, you know, (laughs) on the floor. But we call uh, what we're talking about monthly checkups. And we view these monthly checkups as a safe space where we can give each other feedback in a non-critical, non-emotional way. Yes. I I first want to tell people how monthly checkups came to be. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm dating Andrew. It's our first year. Things are getting a little, you know, serious. Hot and heavy. Yeah. I think we've said, I love you. I think like, you know, we're talking about future plans. This is within the first year. And I started noticing this trend 
every once in a while, I would get a call or a text from Andrew and he'd be like, do you want to meet for coffee? And I was like, sure. Where do you want to go? And he would respond. He would respond with all these different coffee shops. But whenever he responded with frothy monkey question mark, I was like, oh, crap. What did I do now? Because he didn't even notice it. But he would always go to Frothy Monkey to have hard conversations just to kind of talk about. I mean, we could we had talked about, you know, how where many kids rela- do you want yeah, where our relationship was going, religion, um, like really hard conversations were always had at Frothy Monkey. Kind of like the DTR conversations, you know, yes. DTR defining the relationship combos. Have you I ever heard that? I have not. I have heard DTR. Of- did we have that conversation? That's kind of what our frothy monkey conversations were. Not intentionally, but... We just had a DTR conversation every time we went and had coffee. Pretty much. Let's like, redefine this relationship. Okay, so our intention when we were dating and still now is trying to figure out... Well, this is more for dating. No, I was going to say I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have batched marriage in this. But when we were dating, the whole purpose from my point of view was, is this a girl I could marry? So you had I to wanted to make sure that we constantly ask yourself that. No, there's just certain things <laughs> that you think of like, oh yeah, uh, is she going to be cool if I play in the NFL and, and then ultimately get cut nine times? Are you going to be cool with Baby, that? Baby, I love you. I love you too. But you know what I'm saying? Like there's certain situations that yes. arise and you're like, okay, well I, we should, we should have a conversation about this and reestablish where we're going after that. So anyways, it was like our fifth time to frothy monkey over the course of a year and I called him out on it. I was like, what did I do now? Literally as we sat down, I was like, what do we do now? And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, we only come to Frothy Monkey when you have something serious to talk about or to point out or something that we should work on. Yeah. And I think it was right then and there we're like, actually, this is kind of cool. Let's make this a tradition. So we do monthly checkups. Once a month, we will go for coffee. It's not, I have PTSD towards Frothy Monkey, so we have yet to go back. But we go get coffee, we sit down in a safe space, and we're like, okay, give it to me. Lay it on me. What did I do great this this month? What did what do I need to work on? Yeah. So let me tell you why I think this is important. Um, I truly believe that marriage is the single best uh, self-improvement tool that exists. And the reason why is because you are you wake up every day next to your spouse. And you're confronted with the same situation of, you know what, uh, there's 15 chores that need to be done. And I didn't do, I didn't close the cabinet door or whatever your pet peeve is of mine. And am I going to change today or am I going to stay in my normal routine and normal habits? You know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up. Oh my gosh, me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately. Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security. We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus it's all online and on your schedule. 
No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam. That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash eastfam. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below and let's get back to it. So it forces you to change and it forces you to self-evaluate. But then you also have this amazing resource of someone who's with you more than any other human who has a different perspective on who you are. And I think in some ways knows you better than you know yourself because they're viewing you from the outside in. And, you know, it's it's hard to like really evaluate everything I'm doing because I'm the one doing it. So we love monthly checkups because it's a time where we can set aside and give each other this feedback so that I can make Sean more and more into the woman that she's made to be and vice and versa. Vice versa. Um, well, and I will say too, monthly check it, monthly checkups definitely go in seasons and phases because there were a few times and like stretches there in the past, you know, seven years we've been together where we'd be like, do you have any monthly checkups for me? And we were both kind of like, no, nah, you're killing not it. Really? Yeah. It has not been the case lately. But I will say monthly checkups have been very, very important for us ever since we had Drew, just because with big changes in relationships, big seasons, so it's whether it's like engagement or marriage or your first kid or first dog or moving, things change. The dynamic of your relationship changes, how you view yourself, how you view your spouse, your surroundings, everything changes. So you can't expect the way your relationship was to continue to be the same. And so monthly checkups for us the past four months have been kind of brutal. They usually get a little heated. They have been. We try not to. So let's, try let, not let's to. now that we've explained what the monthly checkups yeah. are and why we think they're important, let's talk about how we do them. So what are yes. the ground rules? Okay, so ground rules. We always try, and I, I think we're pretty good at it. We do it around 90% of the time. We never do checkups in our house. So we try to leave our house just because it makes it an event. It takes it takes away like the emotion and association you have to like negative things within your home. So does that make sense? Well, I think, yes, to your point, it breaks the pattern of like, if you, if me and you are, are like going through a slump where we're just not stoked on each other, us going out Which and, has and been leaving the, in the past few months, yes, guys. but us leaving the house breaks the pattern of what's been normal. And I, I also think there's something to like, just when you're in a, a different space, do you remember when you were dating in high school and like you would just be completely locked in on a conversation just because the ambiance is like, absolutely that's the environment that Sean and I try to try to get to. We take all the distractions away. So like, yeah, it's easy to keep the TV on or whatever, be distracted at home. Like you're saying. So we do try to do it outside the house. Yes. And then we also try with monthly checkups to kind of like ask each other or put it on the calendar and say, 
okay, are you good for a monthly checkup date tomorrow at 10 a.m. for for coffee? And we try to always get on the same schedule for that because we want to be in the right mindset for monthly checkups. You don't want to go into a monthly checkup when you're bitter or you're tired or you're hangry or anything. You have to be prepared because monthly checkups need to be a time when there's not a lot of emotion involved, no resentment, no like past arguments. You have to sit down and be like, okay, this is a safe space. This is open. You know, you can not critique, but, you know, give me constructive Constructive criticism. criticism, And I have to be willing to receive it. So it's easy. We try to schedule it because it's tempting sometimes when our emotions are inflamed to be like, okay, let me get, let's start a monthly checkup right now. Sean, you've been (laughs) freaking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we try to schedule out just so the, like the emotional aspect of it is reduced and I can actually give you thoughtful feedback. Yeah. Uh, Because I truly think that giving, giving feedback as your husband is like my most serious responsibility as a human Mm -hmm. because again i'm responsible to a certain degree for who you're growing into you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and if i'm giving you feedback that's just not true or it's off base or it's it's out of selfish motives then um i'm not i'm not doing that job well and and same for me as your wife we all are significant others in general you have to be very very cautious when it comes to feedback or criticism because the criticism you give your significant other will never leave them. Mm-hmm. No criticism sticks like that coming from your significant other. And so if you go into a monthly checkup and you're resentful or you try to jump into a monthly checkup in the middle of an argument and be like, you know what? Well, you've been doing this. That sticks and that that builds over time. So if you if you don't have that foundation of trust and kind of um, environment for it to be truly coming from a good place, it can hurt your significant other. You know what I'm super thankful for? What? I'll just reiterate this. Me? You, yes. Thanks. But because I know in my core that you care for me. And so like, yes, sometimes you want me to take out the trash because you don't want to. But when you give me feedback on like, hey, Andrew, you need to do a better job at, sh- at being punctual and showing up to events on time. You're saying that not because of anything selfish, but because you care about me. And Absolutely. that's, that's cool. I'm thankful for that, that we have that trust and that's never been broken, which is cool. I think yeah. we're fortunate, you know, very, I um, will add with monthly checkups, something that you have to also be aware of is I feel like there's been a couple of times that we've had monthly checkups where you can easily get defensive because it's like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, I actually did do this or I actually did wash the dishes like you, you asked. But again, within that space, you have to hear the other person because we've had these conversations a few times where you'll say to me, I don't know. I want you. Sean, I got a question for you. Okay. What is it? On a scale from chug to sip, <laughs> how would you rate your hydration style? Um, interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. 
I sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you? I would say I'm a chug type of guy, no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. I actually really love liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup. My favorite flavor is the lemon lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EASTFAM at liquidiv.com. you going to read more. Oh, there you yeah. go. Too soon. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'll get defensive and be like, what are you talking about? I read every day. I read articles which is, this is an argument we had not too long ago. Like and he'll ago. be like, well, it's something that I've been requesting for, you know, checkups for a while. And you have to be able to t- like remove yourself and say, you know what? This is obviously something my significant other cares about. Is it truly worth fighting over? I think when people t- talk about relationships requiring a lot of work, this in some ways is what they're talking about because it like, me giving you fair and honest feedback and separating that from selfish feedback or like I want you to read because I love to read and I know how much value I get out of it, but I have to work to understand that not everybody's like that. And it's frustrating for me. Like I'm sitting when we're sitting <laughs> on the couch and you're reading an article on your phone and I'm reading like a paperback book. In some ways I feel superior cause I'm like, <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm uh-huh. academic and I'm learning, uh-huh. but that's dumb of me. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, I, I also, do. what? <laughs> Nothing. The feedback thing is important too. I want to <laughs> emphasize this because it's very sensitive and this is where people get hurt. Yes. Uh, in marriage and dating, especially, we've said this already. It is, it is the most tender feedback that, uh, that you give or receive because you're both like more vulnerable with each other than probably you are with anybody else, uh, which leaves you open to being hurt mm-hmm. more than anyone else can hurt you. So that's why, like, that's why Sean and I are so particular and we try to be strategic with this. It's been cool to see how this concept has been confirmed by, uh, like, marriage counselors and like relationship experts, mm-hmm. I guess they're like, hey, it's really important. Like whether it's on a quarterly basis, monthly basis, or however frequently to have these safe spaces where you can kind of, it's almost like a healthy way of venting, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I think we touched on this at the very beginning, but something I also want to reiterate is during your monthly checkups, I think one of the most important things you can do is also compliment your significant other on what it is they're doing better or what or something they're doing that you really appreciate because again going back to like love languages if andrew's been which you have been but you've been washing bottles lately a lot and there have been times in this 
I've done this on purpose out of cattiness and I apologize. I'll come clean right here, but I'll see you washing bottles. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell him thank you because he should just, it should just be something he does if he sees it. I've noticed you haven't thanked me. And my distinct, like my, my actual thought is, well, he doesn't thank me for everything I do around the house. I know I'm coming clean right now. No, no, I'm I'm not mad. I'm. But anyways, thankful. within the monthly checkups, being able to sit down and say, you know what, Andrew, you've been washing bottles, and I've noticed it, and it makes me feel so loved. And I love that little like gesture that you do. It's little things like that that sometimes, if they go unnoticed, you might never know as a significant other that it means something to the other person. Mm-hmm. And every month, if you have those little compliments and those little things, it just it gives. It equips your significant other to succeed for you. Yeah. So I would always start with that and then ease into, okay, so I'm doing this and you love it. Now, what are some things that I can work on that you aren't appreciating or you aren't liking or whatever? And the tone with which that message is conveyed is super important too. not being accusational, not being critical, not being emotional. It's a lot of time. And you hate this because, you know, I do it intentionally. I'll be like, I'll say, hey, Sean, you did this well. And then I'll say, but one thing that we could work on. And you're like, well, you're not talking about we you're talking about. (laughs) We with a finger pointing at my face. I'm not (laughs) saying. I'm not saying it's the right way, (laughs) but it's my attempt at not making you feel isolated or, you know, or like I'm, I'm blaming all the issues on you. So that's, I think another thing to keep in mind, however you can do that. It's, it's important. Mm -hmm. I do think, um, well, I feel like in our experience, it is way easier to come up with the thing that I, want you to work on than it is like to really come up with something that you've been doing well and I'm thankful for. I just feel like that's oftentimes the case in relationships too, where it's like, well, I'm just annoyed by, I see this every day. And like, that's the one your mind just latches on to like the negative thing. So it's a really good, I want to make sure that I'm being your biggest cheerleader and not just your biggest critic too. Well, it becomes really easy to glance over the stuff that your significant other is doing right. Because if you're sitting at home and you like, the atmosphere, it just feels comfortable. You don't sit there and think, oh, thank you so much for doing this. You just sit there and you're like, yes, finally. Mm -hmm. So when it comes time for your checkups, it's like, oh, I can't think of anything that I love because I've just been comfortable. Right. But you can very easily be like, but you did this and I didn't like it. Go ahead. I would love to start one more thing with our monthly checkups. We haven't discussed this, but I think it would be uh, worthwhile to either start the monthly checkup with a prayer or end it with a prayer. Yeah. Again, just, I, I think prayer is important whether you're religious or not, because it, a kind of forces you into this mode of like reflection and thoughtfulness. Well, and then also kind of like, puts things in perspective to some degree, you know? Even if you aren't religious and maybe don't pray, you could very easily start every monthly checkup with some mantra or 
one liner that's just like, I really want this to be a safe space. It just kind of sets that tone. It's like a trigger almost of like, okay, we're doing this. It's a primer for what's next. So we actually, are you up for that? I'm up for it. Okay, cool. So we actually started something new in our last monthly checkup, which we did two days ago. Mm-hmm. And we made a very big mistake in our last monthly checkup because we were sitting down for dinner. We didn't schedule our monthly checkup. That was my fault. We were kind of on edge with each other a little bit just because we were tired and we jumped straight into monthly, monthly checkups, which ended in arguments. <laughs> which to our credit has never really happened before. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the first time that's happened. But we did make that mistake. However, something new that we did start, and this is what caused arguments because we didn't see eye to eye on some stuff that we were saying, um, was we started monthly checkups for Drew. Mm -hmm. So we did monthly checkups, you know, wife to husband, husband to wife. And then we did monthly checkups as mom to dad, dad to mom, which I think is really good. Just kind of keeping each other in balance with priorities and perspectives for your kid. Mm Mm-hmm which I would encourage parents to do. But again, I would always separate wife and husband from mother and father because you have to prioritize your relationship and then you have to figure out how that works towards parenting. Yeah. It's almost some, in some ways helpful to view it as two separate categories. You know, Absolutely. So you need two separate checkups almost. Um, it's like going to the doctor, guys. All right. So as Sean said, the monthly checkup routine and, and cadence, although we assume we're going to do one once a month, uh, because the first four months of having Drew has been, you know, as normal, pretty strenuous on us as we figure out what our new pattern are and patterns are and what our new routine is. We didn't have monthly checkups for the first two months because we were always so emotional. Well, and that just made me think about the best way to go about checkups is to keep it on a consistent schedule. Otherwise you start noticing that checkups are only brought up during times of stress Mm -hmm. or when things are wrong. And so they very easily feel like you're being attacked. Yeah. Which is the exact opposite effect we're going for. So I would encourage whether it's monthly, bi-monthly, weekly, daily. We know friends who do it daily, which is amazing. Right before they go to bed, they do a checkup and they're like, you did this great today. You know, I felt this way when you did this. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they don't have anything negative, but find your schedule and stick to it so that it doesn't just come up when you have something you want to talk poorly about. Should we do it? An example of a live monthly checkup? I was going to ask if you wanted to. Are you ready for this? I felt like I had another thought, but if I do, let's, we can air it out a little bit here. Go ahead and think of that thought. It (laughs) literally just left me. (laughs) Did I I put you on the spot too much? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, let's do a monthly checkup. All right. Well, dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for my beautiful wife. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) I'm so thankful for the role she's played in my life. And I pray that, this monthly checkup will be uh, healthy and we can, we can love each other. Well, yes. Amen. Amen. So Sean, I feel like this past month I'm super pumped about because I feel like we finally found our rhythm with Drew and I've noticed that we've been giggling a lot. That was my thought. What? Oh, nice. Hit it. 
It literally just went poof. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh no, I want to do. I want to do a podcast on the ten. <laughs> what happens between relationships after you have a kid? There you go. That's it. That's a great one. Yeah, we've yeah. gotten requests on that, but yeah, I feel like we finally have regained that uh, benefit of the doubt that we typically give each other. And so like when I do something silly, instead of you getting mad, you've laughed at me, which I really appreciate that uh, because it's so easy to grow a problem by, you know, reacting poorly and you've like really stepped up and reacted really well. So I'm super thankful for that. Thank you. I do think though, go ahead, go ahead. I'll give my compliment first. Um, so this is kind of over the past four months, but over the past four months, you've been the best father to Drew, hands down. And I know it's been like really difficult how trying to figure out how to be the best like husband and father. But lately this month, you've been doing a ton of like extra work around the house to help me. And it's If you know me, you know I love high quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices. So I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment. And Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince and no joke, I have worn it once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eastham for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eastfam to get free shipping and a 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eastfam. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for washing bottles. I <laughs> I do. I think one thing we could work on is I have noticed that there's been blatant times where I have gone out of my way to do something, an act of kindness, and I know you recognize it and I know it's your stubborn side that prevents you from acknowledging that sacrifice or effort that I made. Um, so I, I would appreciate, and I think it would be helpful if, if like it would encourage me to do more of that. If you showed appreciation for that, you know, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. My monthly checkup would be, Oh, um, we've kind of talked about it, but I think you've gotten a lot better at it and it's just been trying to like figure out the dynamic, but having a stricter prioritized schedule throughout the day between 
since we work from home, we're parents from home and we're husband and wife from home, being stricter with your schedule of this is husband and wife time, this is work time, this is dad time, you know, mm-hmm. kind of protecting those categories and areas so that husband and wife and mom and dad never are sacrificed. So can I be honest? This is this is more observational than it is us doing the live monthly checkup. My first reaction to that, mm-hmm. and we try to prevent this, is to explain myself or to defend myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gonna do the like, same thing with the bottles. I'm like, babe, I've done such a better. I, f- I feel like I've been making a lot of progress in that mm-hmm. head, but you my can't response, get defensive with monthly checkups, though. And so resume monthly checkup here. Now that the observation's over. Thank you for that. I will continue to work on it. I know I have a lot that I can improve on. You've been doing a great job and you've made a lot of progress in the past four months. So I have seen that. I acknowledge it. I just challenge you to go even further. Okay. Should we do one for Drew now as well as parents? Yeah. I am. We cannot bring up. The sensitive subject. <laughs> the monthly checkup that we had two nights ago that caused the argument. We got heated. Um, no, not really. I mean, it was just It's argument. just a monthly checkup I've been asking for for eight years. Um, I think that it's like, it, it's tough because it's a really beautiful thing about you, but it also can be unhealthy at times. You're... Micromanaging. And, well, mo- <laughs> sure, we can add that. To, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Overprotection of Drew sometimes, where I guess I'm a little more hands off of like, hey, you know what? Some bad things will happen, and like she'll probably will probably give her to the wrong person to hold, and she'll probably get sick. But that's okay. We'd rather I would rather have her get sick than you know hoard our child. So I think, but just, the corona think, is on the loose. <laughs> yeah. Are you explaining that? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I just think constantly evaluating like, okay, is this, is this justified fear or is this, you know, just made up? Monthly checkups are so hard not to get defensive and explain yourself. And I love you also. So keep that in Thank mind. Thank you. Thank you. I will work on that like i'm pretty good at it though (laughs) um you can hear it a little bit guys we have a construction going on in our backyard we apologize um my monthly checkup for drew mom to dad would be i don't think you rarely ever do it but it's it's going to be my monthly checkup just because I want it to be something that we're both aware of. Okay. Not to, or to try our hardest not to be on our phones when we're with Drew. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly more for both of us because I feel like we live in a world where you're just used to so much stimulus all the time that like sitting and just watching a baby drool can sometimes, you're like, oh, let's check my email while she's drooling. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, to be the best parents we can be, I would challenge us both to be very cautious of that. Cause right. I think it teaches her something from day one that we don't want to teach her. Yeah. But also takes away some of those special moments. I agree that I could work on that. So thank me you. Too. Thank you for having the perspective and courage to call me out on that. Yeah. I love you. Thanks for calling me out on the Corona. 
on the corona <laughs> sean says it funny and i love it i call that's it the so corona funny. the um, corona is coming guys so that's that's kind of how we do the monthly checkup uh it was a little different that we had mics and cameras on us but that's honestly that's that was pretty accurate re- representation we usually do it at night not in the middle of the day but <laughs> yeah. other than that but no Guys, I would encourage for you all, whether you're dating, engaged, married, parents, um, or even single, try to have a true monthly checkup with yourself. Like, be honest with yourself. Yeah. But try testing it out, seeing how it works for you guys, how you can, like, make it work in different ways. Again, whether that's daily, quarterly. Do you think that us being so open to this constructive criticism is because we've had coaches the majority of our lives who have given us constructive criticism in the athletic realm. I think maybe a little bit. I think we're both perfectionists and want so badly to serve the other person in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And I like, we both notice we get so frustrated and defeated when we know that we're not showing our love to each other in the way that we can both receive. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of our biggest arguments come from not feeling loved. And so, yeah, I think that comes from our athletic background of like, well, tell me what I can do different and I will do it. That's the other thing I'm thankful for is the eagerness to an understanding to want to love the other person better and to want to make a sacrifice, even if it's outside your comfort zone to help the other person out. So that's another important aspect, you know? I, yeah. And to further on that, I will say not to be like pessimistic, but truly monthly checkups can't work. And I, I don't think relationships can work if you aren't willing to be sacrificial to, to make the relationship work, yeah. which for us, like every month we're making sacrifices and saying, I will change this for you because I know it's something you need and want. Um, but you have to be willing to do that back and forth. Otherwise, relationships can get in bad places. Last thing I do want to touch on is the expectation for the uh, quickness of change after I received the feedback. We don't expect like, oh, in one day's time or one month's time, this issue will be resolved. Sometimes it can take eight years. You're still salty uh, and you're funny. I'm making light of the situation. No, I know you're funny. Um, I I think having the, the grace and patience for knowing that like it takes time for people to change and it for, does. and so just leave room for that to happen. And try to set your expectations at a place of like ladies, if you want your husband or significant other to do laundry more and your monthly checkup is it would mean a lot if you could chip in with laundry. Yeah. If they do laundry once over the course of that month, acknowledge it as work and acknowledge it as them trying. And the next checkup be like, I noticed you did laundry and that wasn't in your normal routine to even think of it. And I saw it and you did a great job. My new monthly checkup would be, could you try to pitch in five times this month? Yeah. But again, you're rewiring people's thoughts. You're trying to make them see things the way you see them, which isn't natural. Yeah. So you have, you have to have grace with that. You know, it's weird. This sounds like a bunch of 
like <laughs> so like we're trying to be self-improvement neither of us are really like rah rah like self-motivational like Mm-mm. i don't know i don't know what you categorize those people as but like we're, we're neither of us are like that but i do think we both have a perspective of like hey if we're not growing then something's wrong mm-hmm. and so this is this is a way that we can have honest feedback to help us grow mm-hmm. so i don't know i think i think it's cool I'm, I'm i'm glad we do it i'm curious to hear what you think about this do you have some tradition already out there you as a listener um where you are able to receive or give feedback to your significant other um, or maybe it's a sibling or a parent or, I mean, this could, mm-hmm. I just think having, any relationship. An, having intentional conversation is really valuable. So uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say about this. I do want to give, who is the, uh, the, who wrote in on that love language with the feedback, the, the big long email? What was her name? Karen. Thank you, Karen, for your feedback on the love language episode. She was upset that um, she didn't feel like I fully understood the importance and value that love languages and Enneagrams can bring. And I will admit that, uh, that I could, I could educate myself a little more and probably increase my appreciation. So thank you, Karen. And it brought a different perspective of kind of what we are talking about with like our premarital counselor. He helped us understand each other better. Undies. Undies. (laughs) Um, he helped us understand each other better, understand how we communicate, understand Mm -hmm. how we think, I think Enneagrams, all of it can help people understand themselves and other people better. Whether it doesn't have to define who they are, but it gives them a little insight into this person might think like this. Yeah. So I should acknowledge it. And this is how I should act. And I wasn't completely writing it off, but anyway, I appreciate the, the feedback, Karen. We love hearing all your guys' feedback. We also loved seeing people do the love language quiz mm-hmm. with their spouse and tagging us on Instagram stories. So if you guys listen to the podcast and tag us on social media, we always repost. Um, or if you do an exercise that we recommend, um, we always repost. So, uh, be sure that before we close out, you check all the fun links that we have in the description or show notes down below. Um, thank you so much for watching and spending time with us. Don't ever forget that there is a, uh, speed adjustment button oh, yeah. on this. And Andrew settings. listens to podcasts on like four times speed. It gives me anxiety. Like how can you take anything away from this? Sean's like a half speed person. Yes. Hello, my name is it's like Sean. Dory. But um, thank you guys for listening. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. Yeah. Leave us a rating and review. Let us know what other topics you want us to talk about. And we will see you next time. Yeah. If you do want to write in, you can email a couple things pod at gmail.com. Anyway, thanks for your time, guys. This is the East Fam. Out. <laughs>